Imagine shattering the myths surrounding the oil and gas industry and stepping into a world of high-tech, environmentally conscious opportunities. That's exactly what we will be exploring with our guest, Mark LeCur, in today's episode. So, stay tuned. Welcome to College and Career Ready the podcast that helps parents motivate and inspire their growing teen to be college and career ready. I'm your coach, Sonia, founder of Discover You, and I will be your host and guide on this exciting journey towards a bright future. Our mission is simple, to empower our parents and students by elevating their confidence and resourcefulness. We believe that you deserve all the tools and support necessary to open the doors to endless possibilities of success. And with our community, you don't have to do this alone. So come with me and let's get started. Hi, friend. Welcome. Thank you for continuing to be an avid listener of the College and Career Ready podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Today, we have an exciting episode in our career exploration series where we will be exploring careers in the oil, gas, and energy sector with our special guest, Mark LeCur. Mark is the founder of the Oil & Gas Global Network, the world's most listened to oil and gas podcast network. This episode was recorded live from one of the industry's most exciting gatherings, the NAEP Summit in Houston, Texas. I was so excited to interview Mark because together we discussed the myths around the oil and gas industry, also exploring careers within the industry, and of course, we couldn't end without speaking about the value of networking for students and why you don't want to wait to network. Studies have shown that younger generations generally see oil and gas as a declining business rather than what it truly is a creative field where one may construct a future and positively change the impact of our world. One of the greatest misconceptions that parents and students, especially our young youth, may have been led to believe is that the oil and gas industry is doing more harm than good to society and the environment. Well, my friend, today Mark will share with us first-hand insider information that will make you reconsider this industry. These myths have prevented talented next-gens from considering employment in the oil and gas industry. But don't worry, today we will explore from behind the scenes how this industry may align perfectly with our future gens' ideals and values by the positive impact they can make within this industry to meet global energy demands in a sustainable manner. Mark also shares top tips regarding networking, so make sure you stay with us until the end. Thank you, Mark, for being here with us today. Thank you for joining us here at NAEP, and it's um, great having fun in front of your audiences. Hopefully, I can have a decent conversation and do a little entertaining education. We'll see. I love it. I love it. You're getting me here on the spot, but hey, there's always a first, right? Yeah. I love it. Well, first, I want to start off with just asking a couple of questions. I know that you have been involved a lot with students and our youth and getting them involved in the oil, gas, energy sector. So tell us a little bit about that and what inspired you to connect more with students. So a couple of things. So the oil and gas industry right now is facing a lot of negative public perception around the world. A lot of people, especially young people, think we're destroying the planet. 
Now, the problem with that is our industry depends on engineers, project managers, and accounting and field techs to get work done. So if we don't have the people, if we don't have the talent, we can't get the work done. And so what we're, one of the things we're doing here at Oil and Gas Global Network is we're telling the true and real stories of the industry. No politics, no opinions, just so our world's young people can understand they can make a fantastic career in this industry. And if they decide for whatever reason they don't want to go to college, they can still get a job making $150,000, $175,000 a year in this industry. And kids and young adults and parents, we are not destroying the planet. Happy to go into that further, but it's a great industry to work for. Um, it's not dirty, heavy steel that everybody thinks is. It's a very high-tech industry. Um, uh, our number one most uh, role that we can't hire for is data scientists. Oh, right? wow. Um, and, and the number two role that we can't hire for is field technicians. Um, and uh, there's as many women, young women, out in the field doing work in the oil and gas industry as there are guys. So it's, it's just a great opportunity, and it's an opportunity that a lot of people may not think of mm -hmm. when they're thinking of a career. That's amazing. So what are the career opportunities you think are within that industry that people don't think about? Um, so I mentioned data scientists that people don't think about. Robotics. This industry is heavy into robotics. Uh, things like uh, uh, chemical uh, manipulation. So if you want to get a degree in chemical engineering, same way with electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, but also things like accounting, project accountants. Um, if you're into graphics, if you're somebody that uh, likes to draw and to paint and understands a lot of the graphic uh, artist software packages out there, we use that very heavily. And Sonia, podcasting. We, I literally run a company that has 20 separate oil and gas and energy focused podcasting. And we're sponsored by very big companies. So you literally can be a professional podcaster on top of everything else in the oil and gas industry if you wanted to do that for a career. That is amazing. So what type of student do you think would be interested in this sector, in this industry? So any young person out there that likes a challenge, that is confident enough to say, you know what, I have a better way of doing something, that's open to learning with new ideas, people that like to travel, this is truly a global industry. So if you're somebody that would like to see the world, this is the industry for you. Also, uh -huh. uh, if you're in a situation where maybe you want to go to college but you can't afford it, or maybe you want to go to graduate school, this industry is full of companies that once you're hired will pay for you to get your undergraduate, your graduate, your PhD, right? So it's, it's really up to you. So, so literally anybody that is uh, looking for new adventures, this industry is a great place to be. That sounds amazing because I'm all about helping students not just go to college if that's what they choose, but graduate with the least amount of debt possible. Yes. And so if there's opportunities for that's awesome. Where can students learn more about the industry? If they wanted to start somewhere, where would they start? Well, of course they have to go to Oil and Gas Global Network, right? Yeah. We're actually <laughs> um, probably about two weeks after this airs, um, we're launching a young person's podcast hosted by a pair of high schoolers. And I have an advisory board made up of eighth grade to 11th graders. Um, and this entire podcast is going to be for young people, by young people, and it's going to explore the industry from one end to another. There's also a lot of good information out on the YouTube channels. Let me just warn people, though, that mm -hmm. they're listening to this. There's also a lot of propaganda out there uh, mm -hmm. on, on all the social channels, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that's showing you that this industry is a horrible industry, that it's destroying the planet. Mm -hmm. It's not. Uh, we make modern life possible. Uh, this podcast would not be uh, possible without the plastics that the oil and gas industry provides. If you have a smartphone, that smartphone was made with uh, materials from the oil and gas industry. 60% of the world is fed with fertilizer uh, made from natural gas. So, so this industry is probably 
one of the most important industries to mankind. It just unfortunately, mm. we've allowed politics and people that uh, don't really understand our industry to have a voice in public. And that voice in public has been amplified by social media. There's a lot of negative stuff out there. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Just like any other industry, mm -hmm. we've made our mistakes. The BP Macondo disaster, which happened a while back, was a horrendous uh, impact to the environment in the Gulf of Mexico. But we cleaned it up. We fixed it and cleaned it up. So, like I said, just like any other industry, we have um, our, our black eyes, but as an industry, we're full of engineers that can fix that, and we do. Mm -hmm. So, um, just it's, there, there's a lot of resources out there. Also, check out OGGN.com. I know I'm giving myself another plug. Yeah, um, no, go for it. <laughs> but we have a lot of uh, educational resources on the website with more coming. That's awesome. So, what about sustainability? Because that's a big topic right now, right? Huge. So, how is that being impacted right now with so, oil, gas, and energy? So, here and in Europe, um, I'm going to be very honest here. Okay. Uh, our impact to the environment, our sustainability goals, um, are, are one of the most important things to us. So, health, safety, and environment, which, which we call HSE, is the most important metric in this industry. If we spill two ounces, literally two ounces, so think of a shot glass of crude oil in the Gulf of Mexico, it has to be reported and cleaned up. It's an incident. Think about all the places in the world where they fill up diesel trucks with diesel. There's 100 years worth of diesel spit on the ground that nobody even talks about. So sustainability is huge. It's one of the metrics that drive this industry. Now, other countries don't have the same dedication and focus on their impact to the environment, unfortunately. One of the things I ask a lot of people is, have you ever heard of a Russian or Chinese oil spill? No. Well, that <laughs> no. means one of two things. That means either they're better at it than us and the Europeans, mm. or when they make a mistake, they don't tell. Mm. And I'm telling you now, I've seen it with my eyes, they don't tell. So the industry globally has a lot of room to improve its sustainability metrics, but here and in Europe, um, we're doing a great job. In fact. Uh, even though the amount of energy generated in the U.S. from hydrocarbons, from, from oil and gas, has went up in the last 20 years in the U.S., mm -hmm. our emissions have went down. So we're producing more energy from oil and gas with less emissions, and that trend will continue. And what I'm hoping, fingers crossed, is we eventually can help other countries like Russia and China and Africa do the same. That That's incredible. And, you know, I always say, if you're complaining, be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. So if your child is solution-oriented, problem-solving, this is a great place to be and uh, really connect. 100%. My degree is in wildlife management. I am an educated environmentalist. I love nature. I can talk you through everything. <laughs> and I am proud to work in the oil and gas industry. So even that, if you're an environmentalist and you want to come help this industry, make sure we have a, the least amount of impact to the planet, come on board. We'd love to have you. And Mark has a lot of contacts. I know that already. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. we I, so I met you through a Facebook group, uh -huh. and we actually have quite a few people from that group. Uh, we're at a very large oil and gas conference. Uh, we're in our podcast pavilion. The camera only shows one angle, but if we spun it around, oh, yeah. you'd see that we have another table recording audio only. Mm -hmm. We have people coming in saying hi, happy to see us. It's a family, Sonia. Even though this industry is large and global, mm -hmm. and we do some really hard work. I mean, if you think about what we do, we're trying to intentionally capture stuff that is explosive and safely get it yeah. out of the ground and turn it to valuable resources. Absolutely. But it's still a family. I can go anywhere in the world, and when they realize I work in the oil and gas industry, I'm accepted in like I'm a cousin. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, and that's something I want to touch on. Can you give parents, especially, recommendations on how to network? You and I do it naturally, but that is such a key uh, topic that we need to talk about because Without network, it's kind of hard to find a job or a career opportunity. 
It really is, and especially now, 2024 technology, um, nothing against submitting your resume online somewhere. Mm -hmm. The truth is, especially if it's a big company, your resume's being read by technology, not a person. There's some machine learning, and if your resume isn't written quite right, it'll just reject it, even though you may still be a good fit for that job. However, if you happen to be able to talk to the hiring manager mm -hmm. and get to know them, then you skip all of that. Networking, I think, is one of the vital things. And another thing is it's really vital when you're young. So if you're in college, I know you're busy. I know you're studying mm -hmm. your butts off and you're worried about your GPA. And, you know, maybe you have a little bit of money and time to go out with your friends once in a while. You need to carve out some time to network. Join industry organizations in the industry you want to go work for and volunteer. And like I said, I know you don't have a lot of time. So as a professional out of school that has a, a, a career that owns a company, I have eight hours a month in my calendar that's sacred to only network. Now, networking is not just going out having drinks at a cocktail uh -huh. bar, right? <laughs> Although that's part of it. Networking <laughs> is going out and seeing how you can help other people. Introduce yourself, yes. find out what they do, and see if you can help. Don't ask for anything, but as you do that, people will get to know you yeah. and you end up building this circle after circle of circle of people that know you, that trust you, that can help you. Um, and at the same time, like I said earlier, join the professional organizations and volunteer that are in whatever industry you want. Those groups also are another great re networking resource. Preach, Mark, preach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is exactly what I talk about because a lot of people, parents will say, well, I don't know anybody. You do, if you really think about it, you do. And share, share that dream, share that goal for your child to everyone. You never know who knows who, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And you would, you know, that whole seven degrees from Kevin Bacon thing, it's true. You would be amazed that the people that your closer peers mm -hmm. know that you just have never asked them about. Um, and it's not just a way to get jobs. It's also a way to get better at what you do. What better mm -hmm. way to learn how to be better at your current position than to find somebody that does what you do that is maybe works for a competitor or in a different industry, and then you get to learn different things. And what you think is normal, which is no big deal to you in your head, they would think was super great to learn. So by trading that information, you're helping both of you, which in my world is the definition of networking, where both yes. parties come out ahead. Absolutely, and I love the point that you made about making it about them rather than yourself. How can I help you yes. rather than how can you help yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, that's the most important thing. Unfortunately, uh, salespeople, I'm talking to you directly right now, <laughs> there are salespeople out there that go to networking events trying to find clients. Mm. And that is not the place to find clients. That's the place to start relationships that maybe, maybe might end up to a client later. But those people sometimes tend to ruin networking events, yeah. right? That's the guy that comes up to you, hands you a business card without you asking, ask you what you do, and before you can get in 30 seconds, they stop the conversation and start telling you how they can help you. Salespeople, stop it. Stop it. You're ruining <laughs> networking, right? Networking is what we're doing right now. Yeah. So I don't know Sonia. We met through a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I liked her. I liked what she was doing. I invited her to this event, something that she probably wouldn't have ever done by herself, mm -hmm. right? Nope. And so now I have Sonia in my inner circle. So next time we do something like this, I'll invite her again because she's valuable. She's recording podcasts here. And guess what? If I need to get in her world, like I told you earlier, we're launching a, a children's po or a young person podcast, and I need resources to reach out to young people. I now have somebody in my network. Now, I've given Sonia something that was probably be hard for her to get without any strings attached. I'm not trying to yeah, sell you anything. I didn't absolutely. ask for anything. From the bottom of my heart, I tried to help her. I promise you, if I need your help, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to help you. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> makes the world go around. I love that. And something else that I noticed and I want to share with, with our listeners, Mark posted 
this invitation on a Facebook group with hundreds probably. And you know how many takers he got? Just a handful, I'm yeah, assuming. I think, so I think we had seven people took me up on it online. And of those seven, I think only three actually showed up. Do you see that? Yeah. There is so much opportunity and you just have to say yes. The offer was made to everybody and not everybody said yes. And I was just like, hey, I'll go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been an amazing experience. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm going to wrap it up by asking you an important question. You've, you network with a lot of people. You work with a lot of teenagers. What do you think most people or most teenagers, as they're going through college, wish they would have known earlier? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, so for me, and I went to college a very long time ago, but I think this is probably still true. Um, a lot of people think that once you get that degree, that the world's will be waiting in line with a check and a pen ready to offer yeah. you a job. And unfortunately, it's not true. Mm-mm. While you're in school, you need to start uh, working toward your, your full-time employment or, or however you want to do it. One of the best things to do is probably get a, an internship in whatever industry you're, you're fancy or whatever your degree's in. And that internship really should be a paid internship. The reason why I say paid instead of free is most free internships I, I see, they stick the intern somewhere filing stuff. You're not gonna learn how to do anything about that. You're not gonna learn anything about business. If it's a paid internship, they actually have structure and they want you to do stuff. Um, now, students remember this. There's two cycles for paid internships here in the US. It's the summer and winter break, right? You have to start a year ahead of time. I don't know how many students reach out to me, Sonia, Uh in March and April wanting me to help them find a summer internship. Well, I'm sorry, it's too late. They're full by then, right? You need to start the previous March or April. And I'm gonna throw another uh, uh, segue for the oil and gas industry. Check out Chevron, Exxon, uh, BP, uh, Shell, uh, Statoil, all the major super majors, they have fantastic student intern programs that are online. But remember, you got to apply the year before. Don't wait till a month before or a week before. You're not going to get in. I love that. And I'm going to connect with Mark to get a couple of other names and websites, and we'll put it in the show notes. We'd love that. I would yeah. happy to give you a bunch of websites. I would love for two or three of your listeners to pick up a paid internship. That would be awesome. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Mark, for being here with us. It's awesome. Sharing your knowledge and connecting and networking. And before we go, yeah. I think you have a couple of thanks you need to Absolutely. make. Absolutely. So with decades of experience, TGS aims to provide deep insights and understanding to support society's evolving energy needs across the energy spectrum through innovation and data-driven solutions. We utilize diverse data sources, including our own, to create actionable insights that enable you to make the right decisions. Check them out. The link is in the show notes, which is tgs.com. And we also have OGDN, Mark here, from the world's largest and most listened to oil and gas podcast network in the world. You can go to OGDN.com. NAPE, which is where we are airing from, is the North American Prospect Expo, where deals are done. So you can check them out, and we'll have the website on our show notes as well. And then last but not least, USI, which prizes donated by USI Insurance Services. And you can visit them at USI.com. So, Sonia, thank you. You just helped us pay the bills. I appreciate that. I love it. Yeah. I love and, it. And I can't wait to have you back on again. I'd love that. You're very welcome. See ya. Bye. Hey friend, this was such a fun and valuable experience for me. And I just want to say thank you to Mark for offering me this wonderful opportunity to attend the NAEP Conference Summit and to be part of this amazing group of change makers. Thank you to our sponsors of this podcast episode, TGS, 
O-G-G-N, NAEP, and USI. I hope you were inspired by our conversation with Mark and are now excited to look into the opportunities in the oil, gas, and energy sector. Don't forget, within this industry, you can also find careers in sales, business, administration, tech, and so much more. I have provided links to the internship opportunities at major companies in our show notes, such as Shell, BP, ExxonMobil, Chevron, and more. So make sure you check our show notes for the direct links. Start exploring the many opportunities within this field because you are just a click away. And just as Mark mentioned, summer internships are very, very, very competitive. So you want to start early. Don't wait and start today. Our last episode, episode number 68, I spoke about how you can gain valuable experience through summer internships. So make sure to check out that episode after you listen to this one. If you want to connect with me, you can always find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. You can check the show notes for a direct link. And as always, you can email me directly at info at collegecareerready.org. And if you have any questions specific to the oil, gas, and energy sector industry, send me an email. And if I don't know the answer, then I'll be happy to find a resource for you. I hope you found all of the information we shared with you today valuable, my friend. And if so, then I ask that you share this episode with a family, a friend, a colleague, or your community so we can continue to grow our community, the resources, and build our network together. Because when we do this, we all join towards the same mission of helping our youth find a career that inspires and motivates them. Thank you for joining us, sweet friend. And as always, stay well, be present, and enjoy the journey. I'll talk to you next week. Hi, friend. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you share it with a friend. Share it with them right now, or even better, tag me so I can personally thank you for helping us build our community. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. Let's keep in touch, and I'll talk to you next week. Adios.